That's still. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Greetings, listeners. This is Tanisha Baker, and you're back where it's at on the show designed with you in mind. You're tuned in to Talking With T, and today is January 18th. If today is your birthday, you share it with fellow Capricorns actor Kevin Costner, actor Jesse Martin of Law & Order, late actors Oliver Hardy and Cary Grant, and the late pop singer David Ruffin of The Temptations. This date is also the birth date of Daniel Hale Williams, the first physician to perform open-heart surgery. On this date in history in 1981, the first black professional hockey player, Grant Furr, is picked for the first round of the National Hockey League draft. And on this date in 1975, the first episode of the Jeffersons premiered on television. On the national calendar, January 18th is celebrated as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. All across the nation, people gather to commemorate the life and legacy of Dr. King who was born at noon on January 15, 1929, in Atlanta, Georgia. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is recognized as one of the greatest civil rights leaders who laid the groundwork for nonviolent change. As we continue with our theme, Jumpstart in January, think about ways to jumpstart a spark that will honor the work of our ancestors. What can you do to continue the movement that will consider all people as equal and create civil rights for all citizens. Your jumpstart tip for today is to boost your mind and amplify your actions. Continue a quest for knowledge and use that knowledge to contribute to a positive attitude toward your life and the lives of others. Create impact through intelligence. We're gonna start our weekly news and review by discussing the latest Republican debate. We're not here to bash anyone politically. I'm just going to share reported facts. I have provided some links that will run down some of the beliefs the candidates are promoting on their platforms. You can also review other details, including their political experience and professional background. You can run a comparison among the candidates and look at their position on current issues. For example, on the issues of legally requiring the hiring of women and minorities, Clinton and Sanders agree, while Carson, Cruz, and Trump disagree. Regarding the issue of keeping God in public schools, Clinton disagrees, while Sanders, Cruz, Carson, and Trump agree. Trump believes the government must cut spending more, that climate change is a hoax, that Social Security or Medicare should not be cut, that we should limit restrictions on guns but ban some assault weapons and extend the waiting period for purchase. He also believes that there should be no path to citizenship for undocumented workers and that Obamacare should be repealed or replaced. Hillary Clinton believes that deportation should be waived for some immigrants and that undocumented immigrants should have a path to legal status and that we should keep Obamacare and strengthen it. She also believes that loopholes in taxes should be closed while cutting middle-class taxes. 
Time will not permit for me to thoroughly cover each candidate, so I strongly encourage you to take advantage of the resources I have posted on TalkingWithT.com. I chose these three links because after reviewing many sources, they appear to be the most unbiased and comprehensive sources. Let's turn our attention to Trending News Jay's Way and the Crazy Chronicles as we bring Jay Lawrence and Pam Campbell on to first discuss the most recent Republican debate. Now, don't worry. We're going to talk about the Democrats next week. And also, before I start, be reminded that there is never an intention to offend anyone. And it is the policy of talking with T to respect the individual beliefs of others. However, we sometimes branch out and exercise our freedom of speech with some personal opinions as we share our views on trending news. So, as we get started, I'm going to give you a quick synopsis T-style. Here we go, the Republican debate. Trump stayed arrogant, Cruz bashed the citizens of New York, Trump attacked Cruz over his Canadian birth, Rubio and Christie desired to prove they can participate in a debate using playground rules, as Rubio accused Christie of supporting Common Core, gun control, and Planned Parenthood. Christie did a snapback and interrupted Cruz and Rubio by talking about entitlements. Bush confronted Trump over his proposal to ban Muslims, which Trump dismissed as he called Bush weak. Rubio jumped in the ring, throwing a series of jabs at Cruz, who immediately fought back, accusing Rubio of siding with the Democrats. And as usual, they all agreed to criticize the Obama administration. Now, according to the latest polls, Trump has widened his lead in the Republican presidential race, and Clinton has widened her lead over Sanders for the Democratic Party. What say ye, Pam and Jay? Well, as I watched it, it felt like I was watching an elementary school uh, debate, backlashing, because they were shot, fired. <laughs> I was like, who are these adults? Right, well, right. And they seem quite petty at times, or most of the time. I mean, they, it was like a, a big check-in match the whole time. So, right, I mean, right. Do we really want somebody who takes cheap shots at, at somebody else, you know, in the White House? Okay, I could see them. Uh, calling and playing on people's phones uh, if one of them got in there. Call and saying, yo mama, and hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, and do we really want people who feel like in order to win that you have to attack others' character, you have to be so critical and so petty? I mean, we're talking about running a country in one of the greatest countries in the world, and this is how they feel to win um, that seat. You know, it's kind of uh, concerning to me. Right. I agree. Well, while we're on politics, let's discuss Obama's last State of the Union address, and let's listen to this recap Jay's way. All right. So uh, this past Tuesday, President Obama delivered his seventh and final State of the Union address, and I must admit that I was feeling some type of way because I remember – when he won his first term as president, I actually sat uh, in front of the TV and cried because I never thought that in my life I would be able to see an African-American president in the White House. But uh, President Obama, like I said, delivered his final State of the Union address to the United States. And needless to say, he maintained a, a thread of optimism and hope, much like uh, he has throughout his presidency and even throughout his campaign. Now, of course, even in the midst of all this optimism, even in the midst of all this hope that he uh, tried to give as he 
finishes up his last term in office, you could definitely tell that he had a couple of jabs for the Republican candidates, such as Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. And one thing that was very interesting to me, I noticed uh, on the uh, CNN website, that uh, he did not mention gun control, according to CNN, but there was an open seat in the First Lady's guest box uh, in honor of those who have lost their lives over gun violence. And I remember seeing that empty seat uh, near First Lady Michelle Obama, and I wondered, you know, why that was there. But uh, as I said, there were some definite uh, high points of that speech, and of course, uh, he definitely made sure that he let it be known that the economy is stable now as it was even before he became president. He also mentioned that while the United States is busy worrying about ISIS and all these terrorists and all these other countries, we need to be worried about terrorists who are in our own backyard. He definitely let it be known that he is not going out silently. Uh, he definitely made sure that he let the country know that he has worked to try to get the country to where it is today. I noticed that there were a lot of standing ovations. And so the crowd that was there in front of him to witness this last State of the Union, State of the Union address seemed to be very pleased with the things that Obama had to say. Now, I did see a few uh, people that did not seem so pleased, and one of them was, like, sitting right there, front and center, on the camera, eyes rolling, looking like they were about to fall plumb out of their chair. Yes, Senator Paul Ryan. Can we can we talk about him for a minute? I mean, he said yes, uh, he, he looked like he had the stomach virus face. <laughs> I was going to say he was sitting up there looking constipated the whole time. <laughs> can we also can we also talk about Miss Kim Davis, who was sitting there looking real caught back with her uh, little bumpet in her head and her angry face, what's she, like she what's she have in her head? A bumpet, you know, you uh, on TV, <laughs> you can buy like three bumpets for nineteen ninety five that'll put a little hump in your head. She just got up and said, "Oh, I guess I'm going off with this little uh, State of the Union dress." And they caught that sweater, really, really chick. <laughs> what kind, what kind <laughs> of sweater? Caught that. <laughs> you too much. She came, she came underdressed, and your well, your uh. Your deaconess came overdressed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not, you're not going to come for district supervisor, missionary, Edith Child from <laughs> South Carolina. Baby, she gave you first Sunday communion readiness with that hat, and she was sitting up there looking like, what? We're going to have terror service as soon as the State of the Union address is over with. We're going to cast these devils out of here in the name of Jesus. I enjoyed what Obama said about the women that on food stamps, he said the women on food stamps did not do the damage to the government. It's the big corporations that did the damage to the government. And that gave me life because they were talking about you can't go, can't get steaks and shrimp with your food stamps. They're trying to pass the law. So Obama said, yeah, I heard that Obama they're does. trying to limit what you can purchase with food stamps. And they don't understand that uh, if they want to limit something like they would limit the amount of junk food you can get maybe. But steak and shrimp and they haven't been to the store lately because the roast costs you more than some steaks now. Sure. Exactly. You better say it. But you can buy all the flaming hot Cheetos you want to though. They just focus on steak and shrimp. I guess steak and shrimp to them is uh big big food. You know, we've come way past that. 
I can get a whole bucket of chitlins with my food stamps. I believe, you're right, I believe that they're equating that with some type of status. And there, it, to me, the offensive part is like they're saying, well, if you're on food stamps, then you're not worthy to eat all types of foods, that you need to be limited to low price, low quality, certain types of food. You know what I mean? Right. But if it's your money, whatever your allotment is, you should be able to spend it on whatever you want as long as it's food or beverage, anything that can feed your family. Because there are a lot of people around this country that depend on those food stamps. Right. And a lot of times, you know, many of us are just one paycheck away from being in a situation where we may need some assistance. And any type of tragedy can wipe you out in a heartbeat. And it doesn't matter if you're middle class rich, well-off, or whatever, you know, it can just take one diagnosis, one phone call, and everything that you saved and the status that you thought you had can be wiped away. Because I remember a gentleman, and I can't remember, but he was really big as far as entitlements and talking about how the government is giving out all these handouts. And then his wife got sick, and next thing I know, they had to start a GoFundMe account to help pay for her medical services. I'm going to let it sit right there because God don't like ugly. So never look down on somebody like it cannot happen to you. Right, right. So there's another big occurrence that we face every January, and it's the start of tax season. So many of us expeditiously prepare our tax returns in anticipation of a nice refund, while others of us wait until midnight of the last day to file knowing that we have to pay. So tax time brings its share of joys and sorrows. And although I don't get a big refund check, let's make it clear, I don't hate on those that do, but I have a couple of problems. I don't want anybody to get mad. One is, how do you get a refund check if you don't have a job? Okay, don't worry, I'll wait. Okay, okay. Y'all research that for me, and I'm going to get to my next problem. And let me say, I'm not talking about those that are retired or disabled, but able-bodied citizens. I'm just curious about that. My other problem is how a millionaire figures out how to pay the same amount in taxes as I do. And I'm not hating. I'm just asking that they share, share the knowledge with a sister. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what's going on. Right. But those are two things that are a little confusing and somewhat disturbing to me. And so regardless of how you land your refund, I encourage you to manage your fortune wisely. I've been guilty myself of a little immediate gratification And it was all good for a couple of months, and then I was back in the same ship selling paycheck to paycheck. So coming up this year, we are going to talk about financial literacy and some ways we can all be smarter about our money. But right now, um, it's income tax time, and Pam, I know you mentioned to me the other day that you couldn't wait for it to be tax time. Yes, because, you know, I'm going to get real income taxi on them. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're going to coin that term. Income taxi. Can you explain that term to me? You know, I've never seen so many couples on social network now. You know, these guys, you know, they start around, you know, November, December, cuffing season. Because they know income tax is coming up. So they put their woman, who I didn't even know they had, up on their profile pic. She's, you might know, my woman crush Monday, my uh, tantalizing Tuesday, my working (laughs) woman Wednesday, my... uh, uh, go back Thursday. They're putting up pics from uh, Fire Garden on there when they was together then. They Fire, Garden. Fire Garden is our uh, little preschool. 
So they coming out, you know, these guys are ready. And then, you know, they get, you know, people get real income tax. You know, they go get the, go get the new car with the drive out tag. You know, they, they get the, the new hair. You know, they get the 30 inch rims on the cars. You know, people overdo it sometimes, not knowing that that money goes so fast. Even if you are getting four or five thousand, it doesn't last. Then you're looking at your car, but you gotta realize you still got a car payment. Gas and gas money. So, you know, people kind of, Overdo it sometimes, you know, they be extravagant, you know, blowing money, you know. But you have to look at the, the bigger picture, you know. And I'm glad we're going to talk about that, you know, about making it last. Because that money, it doesn't last that long when you think about it. No, it really doesn't. And you don't want to spend 11 months of the year waiting on one month. You know what I mean? You want to kind of, right. if you are getting one, you want to spread it out and make sure that it's really benefiting you and your lifestyle. And hopefully putting you in a better position. I got a few little little posts I found that I'm going to put on Facebook and Twitter that I think go along with being income taxi. And so, uh, Pam, you and the listeners, I think you'll enjoy those. Now, look, let me let me throw this out here while we on the on the subject of being income taxi. If he ain't been your child all year, <laughs> don't put him on your taxes now. Right. Oh, and don't claim your dog. Because I know some people who have found some Social Security numbers for their dogs and claim their dogs on their tax. Okay. Hey, let me get something. Let me say something. Now, I haven't done this recently, but about this whole kid thing. After three kids, you've maxed out the credits you can get. Am I correct? Yeah. And if you have five kids, I'm just saying the other two ought to be useful to somebody. <laughs> like, uh, Shanita going for a uh, five hundred dollars to a hundred thousand. Who got thousand? Who got who got fifteen hundred? Who, who got seventeen hundred? Oh, I need two thousand back. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> oh wait, let me just get this straight. Did she just put up the kids? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did she just put up the extra keys up for auction? <laughs> she really did. And first, I was sitting here like, "What is she saying?" Then I heard that five hundred. If I go up for six, six hundred, do I hear thousand, thousand? I said, "Wait just a minute." Well, speaking of money, it's a nice segue to the Powerball. Now, as most have figured out by now, neither of us won. But no. a little sweet couple, <laughs> a little sweet couple around Jay's way near Memphis did win their share of the billion dollar Powerball. And ironically, we talked last week about paying off our student loans. And when I listened to them on the news, that's the first thing they said they were going to do was pay off their daughter's student loans. So we were right on point with what to do with the money. But this little sweet little couple said they were still going to work. They were going to stay in their same house. And I'm thinking, do they really have a concept of how much $500 million is? Well, first of all, let me say that I'm trying to carve out time in my schedule to drive up the road to Mumford because, I mean, I got some student loans that need to be paid, and I'm pretty sure that somewhere in my family tree there's uh, there may be a couple of connections. Uh, you pushing it, Jay. I really, I, I mean. Seriously, though, um, I don't know if they if they have a concept of how much money they actually want because I actually found it very interesting that where was the first place that they went once they realized that they won? The Today Show. They went there even before they went to the Lottery Commission in Nashville. So that is so, interesting. I didn't realize that. New York probably would not be my first stop. 
not right. to have my face all on national TV. I was thinking, that's why I'm thinking they didn't really do their research to understand maybe why that wasn't such a good idea. Well, when I tell you they have, they have shut the media down here in Memphis, they took up pretty much an entire news broadcast because uh, you would have thought that President Obama, First Lady Michelle, Sasha and Malia, and the dog were about to land in Memphis. Um, all I know is they took up the whole news broadcast. Because, you know, we talked about our strategy, which included none of what they did, other than right. paying, paying right. the student loans, other than paying the student loans. And speaking of yeah. Memphis and Powerball, the young woman that lives in Memphis who put up a GoFundMe account because she spent all her bill money and food money on Powerball tickets because she knew that she was going to win. She said she prayed on it, and she knew that she was going to win. And when she didn't, she was broke. Didn't have any food for her and her kids. Put up a GoFundMe account, and before the GoFundMe people took it down, she had over $1,000. Let me ask you this. Why did they take it down? They took it down for, they said, for fraudulent reasons, I guess. People was calling. Oh, because you can't you can't start a GoFundMe account to pay your bills. Yeah, I guess you can't start it, oh. you know, for that reason. Oh, I was saying that I I've seen uh, a few GoFundMe accounts for folks who can't pay their bills. Yeah, I've seen people put GoFundMe accounts to, for money going trips or anything. I think you can start it for that. But people was really just calling into the GoFundMe organization and writing in about her, so they took it down for whatever reason. They removed it because that was kind of foolish what she did. You know, I spend all my bill money, too, on bills. And right. I love to start a GoFundMe account to recoup some of that money to have a little cushion. Well, we're going to wrap it up this week. And as always, I love my time with you, Jay and Pam, as we enjoy Trending News Jay's Way and the Crazy Chronicles with Pam Campbell. So I can't wait to hear what we talk about next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. All right now. Well, like it or not, it's time to stop, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. You can also subscribe to Talking With T Daily to get your daily scoop of trending news. Don't forget to nominate a hometown hero or top teen, and we welcome suggestions for topics on what you would like to hear on Talking With T. On that note, I'll end with a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. We're going to sign off this week by listening to a new song by a previous guest, Tank and the Bangas. Remember where you heard the word, keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with T. Would have been meat. Would have been eggs. Would have been greens. Would have been milk. Would have been fruit. Would have been vegetable. Would have been soup. I would have been good for you.
I can't even be a brother's son. 